are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndieCornrows.com, here to bring you the latest news and notes about the Indiana Pacers as the offseason continues. And today's episode is presented by SeatGeek and the wonderful SeatGeek app, which you can use with promo code LOPACERS to earn $20 back on your first ticket purchase. Might be a good time to use it this weekend for the Indy 500 if you're in central Indiana. Find some good tickets at the last second. SeatGeek will be there to take care of your ticket needs. Okay, on this episode, we will catch up on the off-season news, and that includes a couple more workouts at the Fieldhouse as the Pacers continue to prepare for the upcoming draft and the number 18th and 47th picks. They're actually looking at a couple of first-round options this week with a couple of workouts on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, We'll also dive into the week that was in Paul George land, which is a whole, which has become its own entity at this point in the offseason. Paul George did not make the All-NBA team, and that generated a good, I don't know, 24, 36 hours of uh, national media reports and speculation analysis about Paul and his future after next season, maybe before this season with the Pacers. Uh, a lot of people are claiming that he and the Lakers just holding on to join forces after next season. Hmm, all right. Uh, but before we dive in, I want to remind you to hit me up with any comments or questions. Love to hear your thoughts on the PG situation or any of the draft picks. Uh, you can hit me via email at indycornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at indycornrows. Okay, let's start with the PG news, of course. Uh, it will not stop all summer and probably into next season, uh, if, especially if Paul is still here, as it looks like he may very well be. Uh, of course, no one really thought Paul George was going to make the All-NBA team, even though he was close. Um, it basically came down to one spot uh, between he, Gordon Hayward, and Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler won, and you know, overall, Definitely had probably a better overall season uh, for his work with the Bulls, uh, despite the fantastic finish uh, PG had at the end of the year and in the playoffs. Of course, playoffs don't matter to all NBA voting. But there was always holding out hope that, yeah, he'd sneak in and grab one of those spots, and that would give the Pacers tons of leverage. The big, you know, super max that they could give him, $210 million, all that. Uh, but now that's at the window, and it didn't take long, you know, maybe, I don't know, two, three hours uh, before there was another round of reports. Paul George's people, uh, Lakers are hearing, uh, I'm hearing, you know, Sam Amick, uh, in particular, national writer, who definitely doesn't report junk, um, you know, made it clear that it felt like the Lakers were holding out, not going to want to do any dealing for Paul George because they were just going to wait continue to stockpile assets, and that they were confident Paul George was going to join them after uh, his contract ran out, which would mean PG would be playing uh, next season with the Pacers, as if, you know, nothing was going on. No problem. <laughs> there was also a report that uh, last weekend he was going to actually make a decision and make it 
public or at least tell the Pacers what he was going to do um, after his contract was up, which also sounded a bit insane. So, uh, you know, can you imagine him, you know, if he was making that decision last weekend before the Pacers have even made one move or a draft pick in the offseason? Uh, that would tell me his decision has already been made. He wasn't bothering to worry about what the Pacers were doing. Uh, but I haven't heard anything from uh, uh, that report. It was something that uh, was mentioned in an Indy Star story, uh, and then it was removed, uh, honestly, I think within an hour. So uh, they they tweeted out the quote, and then they removed it. So uh, somebody got to them, whether it was the Pacers or um, more likely uh, Paul George's people saying, hey, uh, that's not necessarily true. And uh, we didn't hear anything. So uh, hopefully, regardless of what is going on, if there was a decision made uh, and it isn't public, at least hopefully, again, we've mentioned this before, that the truth between Paul George and the Pacers remains on the front burner. And everybody knows what everybody else is planning, doing, uh, at least trying to help out. But honestly, you know, it really got kind of strange there with, uh, the fact that, you know, the reports were Paul was not going to give the Pacers a chance to improve the team. Uh, you know, you could see how the Pacers could jump up in the East uh, to that two or three spot. I mean, Toronto's already fallen off. Uh, Washington's going to be good, of course. Uh, Celtics, not sure what they're going to be doing. They're going to be good, though. They're adding some assets. Uh, but the Pacers can play with those teams if they improve a little bit. And if Paul George plays, you know, full season like he did, you know, last month and a half. So, you know, the Pacers improving isn't off the table. Uh, and they could improve drastically. They could improve a little bit. And even if they improve a little bit, they're going to be better in the East. Uh, and then much better as uh, they're able to get rid of uh, some of those contracts like Al Jefferson's and Monte Ellis. Um, even if they they can't get rid of them this summer, they'll be able to get rid of them next year. So, But the fact that it wouldn't matter what they did at this point, if Paul's just going to play it out, uh, and that continues to be uh, the story and the assumed truth. I know, you know everyone in L.A. thinks that's going on for sure, um, but that would make PG essentially be playing a, a lame duck season in the NBA as a lead player on a team. That's insane. That that. That can't happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, how, how would people feel at the field house, you know, no matter how many times PG smiled and, you know, had great games, I'm sure they'd enjoy some wins, but, you know, knowing he was leaving and with uh, no remorse and essentially leaving the Pacers holding the bag, getting nothing in return, uh, that's going to be make for a very strange season. I just can't see it playing out that way. Uh, if he's around next season, I don't think all of his options are in LA's basket. And you know, as you know, astutely, Caitlin Cooper, as I mentioned on Twitter, uh, made a good point about that. Is uh, you know those reports from the Lakers and, and all that. Of course, they're uh, wanting that to be the situation because it makes everybody else feel like, oh, forget about Paul George. I don't want him. You know, teams like the Nuggets, Sixers, Celtics possibly may want PG. And if the reports are, well, even if you trade for him, he's gone, he's ours, don't worry about it, uh, that limits the market. So, uh, and again, that's Paul George's people allowing that to happen, allowing the, the market for him to completely deflate, uh, and then he'll sit on it and leave. 
in that scenario, again, a lame duck season at the field house from your star player. It's just too strange to happen. It really is. Uh, so uh, there's a lot more to the story, obviously, to be told, and it's going to be very interesting to watch it play out. Uh, but reading all these early reports, I have a hard time uh, thinking everything is etched in stone. You know, At one time, everyone thought LeBron James was going to the New York Knicks, too. So uh, we'll see uh, where things go. Uh, a lot of things can happen. Uh, people are human, and we'll see uh, how it all rolls out after next season. One thing that also changed the market for PG was uh, Gordon Hayward uh, not making the All-NBA team. Uh, but uh, it's going to help Gordon Hayward get get his payday. Uh, no doubt Utah will uh, like to keep him. There's a big stayward uh, push going on out there uh, with billboards and, and the whole thing. Uh, they're putting on uh, a lot of the fan effort to you know show the love to Hayward and hope that he stays. But you know, Brad Stevens is going to be a big pull. He's already recruited him once, and I'm sure uh, he'd love to have him join the Celtics, and they can actually uh, slide him in without uh, too much effort already on a team that uh, is playing in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. So uh, that, you know, while they might like to have Paul George as well, it might be easier for them to get Gordon Hayward now and accomplish the same thing. So uh, that's going to hurt the market for PG as well. So uh, a lot going on with that All-NBA vote last Thursday. Not much of it was good for the Pacers, and uh, it has really ginned up a lot of angst around Indiana. And uh, we'll see uh, how Kevin Pritchard is able to uh, work his way through all these issues. Tough, tough first summer uh, for the new team press. So uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how things unfold here. So one thing Pritchard is also doing right now, prepping for the NBA draft with uh, prospects rolling into town. We'll hit on that. But first, I want to uh, touch on SeatGeek because buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those old ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that make it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. And this is a good week to buy some tickets out at the track, Indy 500, 101st running. Uh, Going to be a great show out there. Speeds are up, and uh, ticket prices are good. I was actually on the app today, checking out seats for Sunday. No baseball games for the family, so we're considering heading out there and going to try and find that right price to get some good seats for the race. And, you know, SeatGeek's the first place I go to look for tickets to an event like the 500. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you, searching multiple ticket sites, ensuring you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work. You save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. And best of all, for my listeners, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. To get a $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Then enter promo code LOPACERS, that's all one word, all caps, LOPACERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 
after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOPACERS today. Okay, back at the field house. Draft prep is going on. Uh, first couple workouts were mainly around second-round prospects for the most part. But the two workouts this week, Monday and Tuesday, uh, actually add some first-round uh, flavor to them. So uh, on Monday, it was uh, a lot of Hoosier DNA in the field house. Now, there weren't any uh, any players that played for the uh, Indiana University Hoosiers, but <laughs> plenty of other uh, Indiana connections uh, with that six-man workout. Uh, aside from Ike Anabogu from uh, UCLA, who is a first-round potential option, uh, you know, we had Bryce Alford, son of Steve Alford, Newcastle's own, IU's own. Obviously, it did not uh, play ball in Indiana growing up, but there's plenty of that uh, Hoosier DNA rolling through his blood thanks to his father uh, <laughs> and his grandfather. And uh, Trayvon Blewett, who played at Park Tudor, won three state titles, two with Yogi Ferrell, and played at Xavier. Uh, also, it was in the field house on Monday. Vince Edwards from Ohio, but played the last three seasons at Purdue. So also familiar to the local Indiana fans. Uh, and then Trevor Thompson uh, from Ohio State, uh, player at uh, Ben Davis. So another Indiana guy in the house. Uh, the other player, Miami, Florida's uh, Davon Reed. So uh, a little bit of first-round flavor with that group. Uh, mostly fringe second-rounders. Guys who may or may not stay in the draft, as far as Vince Edward goes, uh, Trayvon Blewett. But uh, I think Thompson and Andrew Bogu are definitely in. Alfred's in, of course, uh, and hoping to uh, work his way onto a roster somewhere and get that opportunity. Now on Tuesday, things get a little more interesting as far as first-rounders go. T.J. Leaf of UCLA uh, in town, big stretch four, and John Collins. Another uh, long power forward. Those two guys will be going out and showing uh, what makes them special and strong contenders for that first-round pick. In fact, I think right now Draft Express has uh, Collins as the Pacers' first-round pick. I think at one point they had Leaf. Uh, so uh, those two guys are comparable for sure. And also getting Jabari Bird from Cal, highly touted high school player who had a so-so career at Cal up and down. I think he dealt with a little injury out there as well early in his career, uh, but now is trying to make it in the pros. Troy Calpin from Cincinnati and Peter Yoke from Iowa, as well as Derek Walton Jr. from Michigan, playmaker for the Wolverines um, this past season. So while there isn't as many Hoosiers in that grouping, uh, there are a lot of familiar names, and a couple of guys the Pacers are going to be strongly considering in round one. So make sure you check out Pacers.com. They have uh, some interviews with all these guys after they worked out and a little synopsis of how things went. Uh, good for some information on these prospects and what the Pacers have them doing. Also make sure you're checking out the player reviews on Indy Cornrows. Uh, great one from Caitlin Cooper on uh, Lance Stevenson. That's a guy right now who also is a factor, I believe, in the Paul George situation. I continue to say he is PG's Hoops Muse, a guy that gets the best out of him on the court. And if they can play another year together, PG may realize that and realize uh, life is a little easier with Lance around and them working together. Uh, that's, you know, a bit of a stretch when uh, we're talking free agency, but 
you know, every little bit helps. And if there's one thing that goes in the Pacers' favor uh, in that situation, I think Lance Stevenson being on the team is a favorable move for Paul George. So uh, a lot going on here. Looking forward, looking back, and uh, really looking ahead to the draft. And then the offseason moves the Pacers are going to make. Summer League. Oh, it's going to be a busy offseason. Already is. So, again, thanks for listening. Also, thanks to SeatGeek for presenting this episode. Make sure you share your thoughts on what's going on this offseason. Love to hear from you. You can email me at IndyCornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at IndyCornrows. Also, you can find the podcast on Audioboom.com. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play, where all prayer episodes are available. And that's all for now. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it.